Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. On today's show, we're taking a look at the impact of black markets on the quality of data in today's data-rich environment. In particular, we're going to be looking at energy and trying to make sense out of numbers that just don't add up. We've experienced one year since the start of the war in the Ukraine. At the start of the war, oil prices shot through the roof as energy supply chains around the world were disrupted. Part of the increase in price was caused by fear that economic sanctions would mean oil shortages. Now, one year later, oil prices have reverted to levels that reflect a new stability. Western governments have imposed supposedly crippling sanctions on the Russian government. They've imposed price caps on exports of Russian oil. Yet it seems that the crisis of oil supply in Europe has failed to materialize. The shortage of oil was temporary. The fact is, Russia has been able to avoid sanctions on a very large scale by effectively laundering oil in many places around the world. Many countries with excess refining capacity have been purchasing oil from Russia and then reselling refined products to those very same markets that were previously refusing to purchase Russian oil. There's no shortage of the gas pumps in Europe, one of the consequences of this massive black market in oil. Another consequence is a degradation in the quality of data. If you track the number of barrels of refined product and compare them to the official numbers of crude oil imports, it's obvious that these numbers do not add up. The United States has been building domestic inventories for the last nine weeks, following nine months of drawing down the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. The real story is that China has used this past year to build their own Strategic Petroleum Reserve. China now holds close to a billion barrels of oil in their Strategic Petroleum Reserve with a capacity to grow to a maximum of 1.4 billion barrels of oil. How is it that China, Turkey, and India, each having excess refining capacity, have now become major exporters of refined petroleum products? We now live in a world where energy, analysts, governments, and even oil companies themselves will increasingly have a hard time making sense out of the supply-demand situation. In that environment, it becomes increasingly difficult to understand what's true and what's fiction. Almost any narrative can be supported by data when your data set's incomplete. Why did the Biden administration draw down another 26 million barrels of oil out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve at a time when oil prices had fallen below the previously stated threshold for refilling the reserve. At the same time, commercial inventories were building of both crude oil and distillates. So why is the United States exporting light sweet crude at the same time that they're drawing down the Strategic Petroleum Reserve? Why have commercial petroleum reserves in the United States experienced an inventory build of more than a million barrels a day for much of the last nine weeks? Production in the United States has been relatively constant, and it's fluctuated slightly between 12 million barrels a day up to a more recent 12.3 million barrels a day. India has increased its share of Russian oil significantly. In December of 2021, they imported 1% of their oil from Russia, and today they import 21% of their oil from Russia and 10% of their oil from the United States, up from 9% a year ago. All of this has been at the expense of Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. You see, global energy markets are shifting, they're realigning. It's a zero-sum game. The world only has so much oil to go around, and demand is increasing this year. 2023 will be a record year for global oil consumption. China is emerging from their COVID shutdown. Their oil consumption will grow this year as their economy restarts. But some of the demand shock will be buffered by their own strategic petroleum reserve, which has been building during the lockdowns. The issue is that we have a massive black market that has taken a few months to establish itself. 
And that new black market is going to change the way oil gets shipped around the world, likely for decades to come. And during the past nine weeks, we've seen oil prices trading within a very narrow range. The sudden build in inventories, which surprised many analysts, did not result in a fall in prices. Normal market forces don't seem to be affecting futures prices in a way that we would have seen traditionally in the market. So you might be thinking, this is a real estate podcast. Why on earth are we talking about energy? Who cares about the price of oil? Well, the surge in oil prices is partly responsible for the massive increase in consumer price index this year, and interest rates are rising somehow to combat inflation. I think we would all agree that higher interest rates will not reduce the price of oil, and they will definitely not reduce demand for oil. Russia's oil exports to unknown destinations are estimated to have grown by a factor of seven since the start of the year. These shadow inventories, combined with a large and growing black market, will mean that economic forecasting is going to be increasingly difficult. And unfortunately, the mainstream media is very slow to catch on to these shifts. So that's why what I want to find out about energy, I follow the work of Dr. Anas Alhaji, CEO of Energy Outlook Advisors. By focusing on experts in specific segments of the economy, it's enabled me to stay one step ahead when it comes to understanding what's happening in the economy. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.